All right, I said I was gonna hold it in, but I cannot. The Oscars were amazing last night. I, congrats to all the winners, but for me personally, I was in tears seeing Ki Hui Kwan win for Best Supporting Actor and Brendan Fraser winning for Best Leading Actor. I I still can't believe it. I, I this was amazing. I'm I need to preface this by saying I'm a huge fan of Encino Man. Yes, I love the indie films. Yes, I love the Goonies. And yes, I love School Ties and all the dramas that Brandon's been associated with, especially, you know, like action films like The Mummy. But Encino Man is one of my favorite films of all time. So to see these two amazing artists finally get recognized for their work, I, I was in tears. So sorry, I had to let that out. It was amazing. If you haven't had a chance to watch these speeches, the award speeches, go over and watch it. There will not be a dry eye in your house. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm relaxed. This is awesome. Uh, <laughs> let's get in to this week's episode after that lovely little tangent. I had the great fortune of chatting with an amazing artist this week, and that would be Nandini Bapat. Now, she is an actress. She's a writer. She's an overall just wonderful human being, and I had a blast chatting with her. We talked about, of course, her appearance in the first episode of season three of Party Down, uh, but we also dove into one of my favorite shows, Silicon Valley, and her <laughs> just awkward and ethereal and just fantastic performance in that show, which if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it right away. But we also talk about, you know, her upbringing. She went to school for animal science and then pivoted towards the performing arts and has not looked back. She is an amazingly hard worker. She's just a fantastic artist and it was a sincere pleasure chatting with her. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to shut up, finally drink a uh, little sip of water after all of this, and let's sit down and chat with Nandini Bapat. Hi, I'm Nandini Bapat. Uh, I am an actress and a writer, a screenwriter, TV, love all the things. And then um, I've I'm working on producing and still learning about the director side of it, but pretty much the multi hype in it across the board. <laughs> As you know, we're all supposed to be at this point, right? In the <laughs> entertainment industry. <laughs> it's so bad. It's like, hey, can you do everything? <laughs> can you be the crew? Can you do this? Can you do that? I'm like, I'll just make a movie by myself. It's fine. <laughs> hey, you know what? You're you're like two degrees away from just being being your own production company. So yeah, you're you're exactly. super close. Yeah. <laughs> when when did all this start for you? That's always a really fun story to get started on. When did you find yeah. your love for the performing arts? We'll put it that way. See, that's the thing. It's a it's a very I think it's a graduated process because I always loved stories. I was I learned how to read when I was three and my parents like dump me in a library and said, go. And I would read books all the time and I was a big reader. And so um fell in love very early. Uh I think when my aunt likes to tell me a story when I was a kid, apparently I told her I wanted to be an actress. Um, I don't remember this, but apparently I did. <laughs> um, and then when I was in middle school, I did my first play and I loved it. And I had, you know, I loved the theater and it was great. And my mom was like, it's too distracting. You can't do this because you need to get into good college. And I was like, oh, so I did like two plays and then that was it. 
Um, and I had to do AP classes and all the all the things that, you know, Tiger Mom wants you to do and um, could not do plays when I was in high school. So, you know, I went off. I was a good Indian girl. I went to school for science, uh, got my bachelor's degree. And then after I graduated, I was like, I don't know what I want to do because the degree that I ended up getting was not something I wanted to keep pursuing. I, I studied animal science and being a vet was too depressing. I didn't want to put down animals for a living, you know, uh, big animals. It was the same thing. Like people just put down animals. It's really sad. Um, you know, when they could pay money to fix them, but anyway, that's a side thing. Um, and, uh, I didn't want to do research cause I liked people. And so I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then, um, on a whim, I basically said, I want to, uh, well, my uncle was dying of cancer and I was like, last thing I want to do before I die, I wanted to make sure that, you know, I like, I was like bucket list. I was like, I want to be on screen. I want to do something in film and TV. And so I think I went on like a Google search, deep dive, found a forum, found a place where I could basically be an extra, signed on to do a music video. And in the summer of 2012, on a sugar rush, I realized I love filmmaking because <laughs> it was a middle of the night, um, middle of the night music video shoot, unpaid background extra, cattle call kind of thing. You know, we we were there all night from like you know 9 p.m. all the way until like five or six in the morning. They were shooting in this dank little bar. On the second floor was crafty, and they had an entire table full of sugar. And <laughs> you can like imagine how like today I'm like, I would never step foot on a set like that. But, you know, that was like my first experience. And I remember standing on the second floor because I wasn't filming. And I was waiting for, um, you know, some DP and everybody were setting up and they were doing all their thing. And I remember looking down and watching the crew set up for this next shot. And they had like a, they had a track and it was kind of circling around the bar and they were setting up the dolly and practicing the movement. So I was like, the energy in the room, like it just, it, it went from the floor all the way up to me and like filled me. And I was like, it's hour nine and I am not tired. And I am, I, I, I could go for another nine hours. Like I was like, I am so filled up inside. And I was like, if I could have that feeling for the rest of my life. I will never have a, a, an ounce of regret. And so that was, that was it. That was the moment I fell in love with filmmaking. <laughs> See, and somebody could say, oh, it was just the sugar. No, the sugar made it glow maybe 20%. Yeah. But the rest of it is just sheer adrenaline. Like, yes. what is this? <laughs> yes. I was like, I was watching all these people and they're talking in all this weird lingo and they, it somehow makes sense. And they're all like, all these people coming together to make one thing. You know, it, it's just, it's, it's mind blowing. It's like, you know, you have so many people, so many different departments and they all come together to make something that, you know, a, a person, millions of people, tens of millions of people, billions of people watch and enjoy. And it tells a story. I, I can't, it's just, it, it is, it's amazing. <laughs> I love seeing like the wave of emotion rush to the, the, the guests on this show where they talk about their first experience. Well, what was it like? I mean, after that, you know, you have this crazy revelation mm -hmm. you go home maybe sleep for a couple hours and then do you decide the next day this is what you want to do like how did you tell your folks that this is oh, what you want to do yeah, <laughs> um <laughs> so 
I I don't know that I, I had decided 100%. I mean, I knew that I wanted more. It's kind of like your first high, you know, you take a drug and you're like, woo, and you know, then you want more. And so I was like, I knew I wanted another experience. I didn't know if this was going to be a forever thing or if it was a sugar rush or if it was just this one time thing, but I knew I wanted more. So I went and, you know, basically started the process, you know, what everybody does when they have no idea what to do, Google. And I looked up, you know, how to be an actor and, you know, found all of these, you know, pay sites, which are charging you $20. So you can see all of their listings of every job available, which were 90% non-union, unpaid or slightly paid <laughs> jobs, <laughs> hourly wage things. Um, I did some background work and then, uh, and I got a job working for an acting studio. Um, there was an acting coach who needed an assistant and he was basically giving class in exchange for work. And it was part-time few hours a week. So I could fit that between grad school, which my parents were making me do. And, um, and this, and I told my parents that I was interested in, in acting. And they were, my mom, my dad was like, meh, you let your mother deal with it. And my mother was basically like, if you get your graduate degree, I will not bother you. You can do whatever you want. And so I said, okay. <laughs> and so I went and got my master's degree, did that in two years. And then I said, okay, master's degree is done. No complaining, not a word. And she's held up her end of the bargain. In fact, they're both very, very proud. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's fair. It's fair. Um, so, you know, I... Uh, I got a, I started working for that acting coach and I'm glad I did because I saw, I, I could have kind of been stuck in that process for two years, unpaid, non-union, crappy background gigs, trying to make my big break. But instead I got to work with a coach who was like, this is actually how you do it, where you study, you go to class, you train and you do this over and over and over again. And so, I mean, that was probably the best piece of advice that I got from that experience. Um, and then uh, left the studio about four months later, but I, I did learn something at the end of it. I went to um, find another studio that was a better fit for me, found that started working, paying money and, and, and actually paying for class um, at a place that I think worked better for me. I've been there for about 10 years now. I'm, I've been there forever. <laughs> it's so long I just I like the studio I like the studio I like the people I'm very much set in my ways but um I uh I I enjoy it and so I've been working with them for a really long time and then um I did the background while I was in grad school because it was easy to like fit it around class um and it was you know some some money my parents were supporting me a little bit like halfway while I was in school and um so that was nice. And then when I graduated, I got an actual job um, and <laughs> started doing that to pay the bills. But um, by then I'd kind of established myself and I was auditioning and I had, you know, representation and everything like that. So it kind of worked out in terms of pacing. Yeah. It, God, yeah. It's so much information to unpack in the, yeah. in the best of ways. Uh, I'm curious, what, what were you doing as a, as a day job when you said you, you finally nailed the day, day job, you know, to kind yeah. of get things going? Um, I, I teach, I, I am a high school teacher. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Yeah. So you have yeah. plenty of, you know, material to oh, pick off of. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, no, it, you know, it's I started subbing because I was doing background and then I met somebody on set uh, who's also a background actor who was like, if you can't get background work, substituting is actually a really good way to get work. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I started subbing and I actually didn't totally hate it. And I was like, all right, this isn't bad. And then the subbing job led to a full-time job after my graduate degree. And then it was just like, okay. Um, and, you know, I, I worked part-time for a bit. I worked full-time then later. And, you know, it, it just, it ended up working out. And thanks to technology and self-tapes, you know, it, it makes it work. I can tape my auditions after work and, you know, fit it around my school schedule because I've got vacations and holidays and all that kind of stuff. So it somehow, somehow it all clicks together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there there's a bright side to a post-pandemic world. It's that ability to mm -hmm. not have to, well, I shouldn't, I live in Denver where the traffic isn't nearly as bad, but you know, if you're in Los Angeles trying to find time between work and then getting to your audition slot at, I don't know, yeah. 6 p.m. or something is probably a nightmare. <laughs> oh, absolutely a nightmare. And it's like, you know, you're you spend more time in the car than you do actually in the room doing the work. And so it it saves so much time. It's so much easier, less stressful. And usually there's at least a 12 hour, 16 hour turnaround time, you know, um, so it's enough time to get home, mm -hmm. tape it, send it off. And I finish at four. So I also get like a little bit of extra time. You know, three, four, so I'm home and I can tape it and send it by six. You know, it's not a problem. So. Oh, it's wonderful. And, yeah. you know, with your love of this industry going all the way back to childhood, do you have, I don't want to say an idol, but like somebody you admire their career, you know, do you have somebody in mind that maybe you look up to as mm -hmm. far as they did this, they did that? That's a cool turn. Maybe I'll try that if I can. Do you have anybody in mind when you think of that? Um, you know, there are so many people that are so talented and so amazing that I feel like I pull from people I see, you know, people that I'm inspired by. So it's not just like one person, but it's like nuggets from a bunch of different people. Um, like I, I love that Mindy Kaling like made South Asians cool, made South Asians a thing in Hollywood, you know? And, um, I like that she, she does pull from her own life and her own experience, but that's what makes it specific and authentic and interesting. So, you know, I try to embrace that when I'm like telling my stories or, you know, telling versions of my stories. Um, I really admire like Issa Rae who like made her own production company and was like, I'll make my own stuff, you know? And if you're not, if you're not ready to hire me, I'll make my own things and make it happen. Um, and in that same vein, like, you know, Phoebe Waller-Bridge and like all of these other amazing, talented women who made their own stuff and are just going for it. Um, I would say those are probably my biggest inspirations, particularly right now, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great inspirations to draw from, like yeah. no doubt whatsoever. <laughs> uh, you, you know, you brought up working in background and how that just lit this fire under you. But I want to talk about, you know, your first official gig okay. where you were being paid, you were cast, maybe you had a honey wagon or at Ooh. some point for some SAG jobs. It's like, this is your part of the tent. Okay, yeah. cool. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, if you wouldn't mind like reflecting on that experience, how did that change compared to or compared to your uh, your extra experience? Sure. What was that like for you? Ooh, okay. Harken back. Um, so my first gig <laughs> was on Screen Queens. Uh, I'd been auditioning for a minute 
Um, and, you know, at the time it was like an audition maybe two once every month, which is a pittance compared to how much I do now. <laughs> but, you know, you start somewhere, right? And so I was doing an audition here or there. And I, um, there was a new character for Spring Queens. Or sorry. Yeah, it was a new character for the second season. And um, I actually auditioned for the lead role and uh, for that office. And then a few weeks later, I got called in for this like one liner, couple of lines, whatever, um, for the fourth episode of the second season. And I was bummed, but Kiki Palmer got the big role. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> and she was much better than I would have been at the time. <laughs> um and so I uh it it was I was like okay I'm gonna go in and I went and I did it and uh I guess they loved it you know and they they booked me and you know Richard Hicks props to that casting office because they gave me my first gig thank you guys very much um and uh I I basically I went in I did it and then um I got the job and I remember being so excited this is my big break you know <laughs> all that kind of stuff um told my mom told my aunt I was like ah. and then I go to set and I feel like I'm being treated like a queen like you know I mean and it's just because they're so nice it's like you know in your background you're like furniture <laughs> that they're like verbally yes. shoving into the corner you know but when you step on set and you're like hi my name is Nandini and I am this role I am frumpy girl number two they're like thank you welcome do you want a water all right here's your honey wagon please get changed into wardrobe do you want breakfast we'll bring you breakfast I was like I can go get breakfast just show me where it is like no, we'll get you breakfast. And then they like take you to the makeup trailer and everyone's so friendly and they're like, we're going to do you up. And it, it was just, it was so different. Um, we were on location um, in this little suburb area and uh, Emma Roberts was actually there and she was filming something else, but I did not get to talk to her. I was, she was just kind of, she was very in character and <laughs> sunglasses and all. And I was like, oh, nope, not happening. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but you know, they had me, they basically like, I was there for a few hours. I mean, maybe a couple hours tops. I went in, got changed. They put me in hair and makeup. They got that whole thing done. They invited me to set. I'd never heard that before, but oh my God, that was so amazing. They walked me in, you know, set me up, had me do it. And I did the worst fucking job I've ever done in my life. <laughs> what do you mean? What? <laughs> so overstimulated like oh my god overwhelmed what is all of this experience like huh? and so they wanted me to cry on cue in this scene because we were supposed to do like this you can see it if you watch the episode it's like they have all the girls doing this thing where they all you know thank you Chanel for like sending me this Halloween gift or something like that and they wanted us to cry on cue and the poor director had me do it like two or three times could not get me to, I could not do it I like tried I was like sense memory and like feel the emotions and trying to pull in everything I learned from class and I just could not do it I was too happy I was like I can't cry I'm too happy and they're like cry because you're happy I'm like I don't do that <laughs> <laughs> so I did the best that I could and I filmed it and I was out and in the final take I have I have medicinal baguettes two words is what ended up being my part 
And so, yes, that that was my first job. But I had a great experience outside of not feeling like I performed well. It was really fun. It was really exciting. I'm pretty sure I probably cried that evening like, no one's ever going to hire me again. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the things you block out. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, once you set you set up, you're standing in front of the lights and everything, your mind could just blank. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. I, I always find a way to have my sides like folded in a pocket or hidden yes. somewhere. Cause yes. I'm like the moment when they're say when they say like camera, I'm like, fuck, I don't remember my life. <laughs> and I pull it out and I'm like, I'm like, right. I've been memorizing this for three days. I got this. Okay. Oh. <laughs> you know, like, and then I just repeat it in my head over and over and over again. And the first couple of takes are always so bad because I'm in my head and I'm just trying not to. I'm like, please, God, don't let me forget these words. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think like the beauty in that. And I mean, you've definitely seen it with your your resume. But when you see the main actors of this project flub lines and they're losing their like it yeah. humbles you to your core going, yeah. okay we're all human yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. so much until you until you, of course you step on set and the main actor is just like and you're like i'm the one screwing up i'm so sorry <laughs> they have their long like oneer of medical you know terminology yeah. monologue and your line is did you want your coffee and you just yeah. you can't remember yeah. I'm like, did you, was it like, did you want your coffee or should I get you your coffee or was it, do you want coffee with tea? <laughs> it's like, I can't remember. It's like you, you say, uh, do we want some coffee instead of you? And it's just like, what is happening right now? Um, that happened on Good Girls. Cause I was, I had like two, like two lines or something like that. And I flubbed it like the first two times. And you know, it's, I got the intent, but I did not get the exact words. And they, the poor script, he kept saying like, no, it's this. And I'm like, they're going to replace me with a background extra. <laughs> That's literally what was going through my head. I was like, I'm going to get replaced. It's I'm going to be one of those stories where they were like, you can't do it. Go home. We're going to have this person do it because they can do it. I'm like that. I was like, that was going through my head. I am a very insecure person. If you did not realize <laughs> I have major imposter syndrome. <laughs> You're not alone. We talk about that a lot on this show to the point of like the whole like being replaced yeah. and extra is, uh, oh yeah. And that person becomes the next Timothy Chalamet. Like, yeah. Damn it. Damn it. I, <laughs> I had two syllables I had to say and I couldn't do yeah. it. Right. But, I mean, with, with that, I mean, it comes with the territory, right? And yeah. Everyone has their own way of overcoming that or when they go home to try and decompress after the you know 16 hour day you probably had. So what what helps you to relax and uh, let's not say forget about the day, but just, you know, let it go. Let all these like minor things go so you can appreciate. Oh, I was working with X, Y and Z. This was a great day. I think part of it is repetition. It's like be, having I think when I first started, I had a really hard time calming down because it was like first job, second job, third job, like, oh my God, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. I think one big thing is actually having a day job and having a day job, like being a high school teacher where you go to school and the kids treat you like shit. <laughs> and, you know, you're like, it doesn't matter that I was on set with, you know, uh, 
you know, I don't know, Christina Applegate, I'm just throwing out thing, but like, it doesn't matter that I was with Christina Applegate yesterday, you know, making this show. These kids don't know that they're going to cuss at me either way. <laughs> you know, They're going to treat me the same no matter what I do. Um, and so having that, having a life that's very grounded, like I don't live in Hollywood. I live out of the city. I, you know, I grew up in LA. So I knew when I moved closer to the city, like, so I could be here. I was like, I don't want to live in the rat race. I want to be outside where I live with normal people who are not actors. And most of the people that I meet are dentists or, you know, professionals and other jobs or whatever. And, you know, they're housewives or they're you know, whatever. So that you don't like have a complex, you know, you, <clears throat> you remember like, I'm going to go to the grocery store and buy groceries like everybody else. When I fill in gas at the gas pump, I'm a normal human being. Um, I feel like that kind of grounds me and reminds me like, hey, you know, I can let all that go because I'm just a normal person. Um, so I think that's one. Two, of course, is repetition. The more you do it, the easier it is to let it go. Um, and I think just in terms of like that day, I, I think it kind of goes back to like my origin story, if you will. I get so hyped up and so filled with energy after working on set that for the most part, I'm not like jittery. I'm just like content, calm, happy, you know, I'm awake. Um, like there are days where they are long and I'm exhausted and I come home. Like I remember I was working on Party Down and it was like 12, 14 hour days. I was so tired when I came home. I mean, honestly, I just do a routine. I shower because makeup and hair, there's hairspray usually somewhere. And, um, you know, shower, get in my pajamas. Sometimes I'll watch anime or I'll read a book or I'll, you know, do something. I'm usually not hungry because they feed you like a stuffed pig. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll do that. And if I'm not going to set the next day or working, I will, you know, have a glass of wine or something like that, you know, to celebrate. Um, I do. I, I try to find one little way to celebrate like, hey, I've done this amazing thing and it was so fun. Um, and one other thing I like to do is I like to catalog mentally. I think it's very easy to forget what the day was, what it was like. You know, I think um, one big thing for us is that we're all on this journey and it's so easy to move on to the next job, the next audition, the next thing, the next thing, partly because we want to let go of what we were doing, like we were talking about earlier. Um, but secondly, it's like we you know, it's a, it's a gig that we're always looking for our next gig is, is how acting is. But I think stopping to appreciate what you've done and what you've accomplished that day is really helpful. And I also don't want to forget, I'm a very forgetful person. <laughs> I want to remember <laughs> that day and remember what was awesome. So I try to remember like, what was the cool thing that somebody said to me? Or what was the thing that inspired me? Because everyone's always so nice. And they're like, oh, I remembered your audition. Or I remember, uh, you know, I think you did amazing in that scene. Or, you know, whatever. People lavish you with praise. I It's very sweet. I, I feel very uh, self-important when I'm done with the day on set. But, you know, it's like I try to remember that stuff when especially my insecurity and my imposter syndrome and all the other things pop up. Because then I can say, hey, remember that, you know, this person that you worked with, this huge A-list actor that you got to work with said that you were awesome. Why are you putting yourself down? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, that was a very long answer. 
but I hope no, that <laughs> no, it, it was perfect. And and with that, I, I want to hear your party story. Is there something? I mean, Party Down is one of my favorite shows of all time. And, you know, it's just incredible to work with people like that within that story. Uh, so it doesn't have to be Party Down. But yeah. anything that's happened throughout your career yeah. or during your career that stands out so immensely, you would easily recant it amongst friends at a party. Okay. I you mentioned this before and I have totally forgot to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> We've been kind of busy talking about other yeah. things. So I don't blame me. <laughs> uh let's see. Uh thinking back to my credits and the things that I've done. <laughs> and um Okay, I'm gonna say Silicon Valley because uh one of the nicest people in the world, Zach Woods. Um, so first day, and this is, I mean, literally my first day working with them. Um, I had to go on set to do costuming and wardrobe because they had a fitting and, um, cause they were doing some matching with like a prop on set. And so they needed me there to, to do this thing. Anyway, I wasn't even filming, but I, it was my first day on set. I was, you know, this was like my, my first recurring role. So I was super excited um, you know, it was more than two lot. Well, actually, it was no lines, but it was like I was going to be there for a bit. And um, so I go in, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I do the wardrobe thing and I'm on my way out and we bump into Zach and um, uh, his co-star and uh, we and they were having lunch and the AD was like, this is Nandini. She's going to be bored. And Zach was immediately like, grab, yank. I want to talk to you. And so I sat there for like an hour and a half or two hours or something like that I, in his entire lunch thing and almost an hour afterwards. And Zach basically gave me an interview. It was like everything about me. He wanted to know everything. And I found myself just spilling everything to him, like answering every question. And it was, it was the wildest thing I've ever experienced. The nicest thing I've ever had anyone do I mean, this is somebody who is working right now. You know, he's on set. He's at a job and he takes the time to come talk to me, who is a person that at the time I was only there for two episodes and I was not going to say a word. And I was like, okay, this is very sweet. Um, and uh, and I just I got to know him really well. You know, it was the first time I really connected with a co-star on set that we actually got to talk because all the ones I'd done before were all just very like, come in, say your line, leave, you know? And so this was the first time I really got to connect with people and get to know the crew and the cast. And because I kept coming back and, you know, um, felt like I had a place there. And uh, also the first time I ever got to use one of those producer trailers, which are nice. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was like, you know, somebody would have like, like I was assigned to a honey wagon, but like when they had an extra producer trailer open, they would let me use it um instead of the honey wagon because they were like well we have the space open you might as well use it i was like okay thank you damn okay (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah there were a lot of really nice firsts and i would have to say that you know just how warm and friendly he was made a big difference in how i how comfortable i felt on set um, I did not forget any lines. Not that I had any, <laughs> but you know, it just felt very comfortable, very nice. Um, and I, yeah, I didn't feel as nervous because I felt like I had a friend on set. You know, that is so cool. Like, especially, I mean, of all people, it has to be him. 
right? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. He, he is that sweet as he is on the show. He is that sweet in real life, like probably 10 times more, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy because I feel like, it, you know, with that being true, they've written so much for that character based on interactions with him. <laughs> yes. Yes. 100%. Well, with with that experience and, you know, the the dozens of other people, hundreds that you've, you know, worked alongside the last couple of years, do you have a piece of advice that you could, you know, instill upon our listeners that you've personally hung on to? Yeah. um, Let's see. Don't take any of it personally is I think would be the biggest thing. I mean, look, again, this is coming from an insecure imposter syndrome person, right? Um. I I am constantly in my head about like was that performance good was that a good audition could I've done it better and it is a hamster wheel of nonsense um but one thing that I have and it's not something that's going to happen overnight you can't just tell yourself and it's going to magically fix um but take a breath meditate I mean I hated when people told me to do that but it does work um and it's not really meditation itself it's just breathe focus on your heartbeat focus on something that's that's repetitive without a whole lot of thought involved and um you know be kind to yourself because it's a hard industry and it's it's nothing's ever going to work right nothing's going to you might think that a project's going to happen and it never does don't suspend your life for acting or for the industry because quite frankly I remember that I missed vacations with family and I didn't do things that I could have done and go on trips and, you know, spend money, blah, 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 because I was always waiting for the audition that would come or the big break or somebody would, you know, like say something like, hey, are you available here? And then I wouldn't hear from that production office for two months. And it'd be like, should I still leave that open or can I go on my vacation, you know? You know, it would be stuff like that where it's like there's, you know, an avail check, but no offer. And then you're just waiting and you don't hear anything. You know, it's just don't suspend your life. Like, obviously, you know, in that case, check with them before you schedule anything. But, <laughs> you know, just like, I guess, um, live your life, be who you are. Uh, you know, don't take it personally because it's really not about you. It's usually about a million other things. People care more about what's going on inside and in their own life than about what you're doing. Um, I think, especially as a woman of color, we tend to be apologetic and and not take up space. So take up space is one of my, my biggest advice. Like I'm still trying to practice doing that and get better at it, but um, own who you are, own the space that you take up because somebody's always gonna try and take your space from you and you don't wanna be doing that yourself. Don't, don't make it easy for them, you know? Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of little pieces of advice in there. Just be you. Be you. You're <laughs> awesome. You're amazing. You could do it. Go for it. That's what I would say. <laughs> that is going to be like a five second short or real, whatever we call them now. That's yeah. just, just do it. You are be you. You're awesome. No, I, yeah. I appreciate every single word of that. That was fantastic. And I always like hearing that stuff too, because as an actor myself, I just need to hear it. <laughs> it just the sound helps. Uh yeah. and as we wrap up with that uh is there anything you want to give a shout out or have us promote within this episode that you really believe in whether it's a project you're a part of or maybe an organization a charity anything in particular that comes to mind um yeah i would love to uh i mean if you haven't checked it out 
my episodes on Mythic Quest and uh, Party Down are premiered earlier this year. You can check that out. And I'd like to promote Women of Color Unite um, and South Asian Women Entertainment. They're amazing groups that helped me connect with a lot of people in this industry. Um, Women of Color Unite is for generally women of color. Uh, and you can sign up on the website. It's free. They have so many opportunities for women of color to connect with other women of color in the industry. Um, classes and and events and you know things like that they really help a lot of people do a lot of amazing things um and then south asian women entertainment and south asians entertainment is like their facebook groups uh, my friend bavani rao created and co-created respectively the um the groups and they help empower and promote south asians in the industry so if you're a south asian you should join us and um you know, if you're not, you should check us out because we've got, you know, some of the big groups of people. I mean, most of the people that I know in South Asian who are South Asians in Hollywood are in this group. So you want to find us? We're here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear that, listeners? If <laughs> you fit yeah. that demographic, join the group, yes. especially if you work out there. If it, it just, okay. yeah, that's crazy important. No, thank you for sharing that. I, uh, I had a blast chatting with you. I, I know we're running low on time. I want to wrap this episode up so you can get out of here and, you know, go enjoy the rest of your day. Oh, it's a Friday, by the way, when we're recording this. So, you know, she's giving up an hour of her time on oh, Friday. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh, gosh. Um, no, this was a, a complete pleasure chatting with you. I'm so glad we had a chance to connect. And uh, I have one more thing sure. before you wrap this up. Okay. It is what we call an awkward goodbye. Uh, so I, I have to preface it by asking, have you ever seen the movie Wayne's World? I've heard of it. I have not seen it. Okay. Very common. <laughs> I'd say yeah. maybe 20 guests I've had okay. know where I've seen it. Uh, <laughs> but there's a scene where uh, essentially two members of you know this public access show, it's been bought out by corporate. Corporate yeah. taints the hell out of it. And the lead guy walks off the set. He leaves right. his co-host there just in a panic and kind of shaking, doesn't really know what to do. So what I'll do is I'll give you a silent three, two, one countdown. And when I point, give me your best verbal awkward goodbye. Does that sound good? All right. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. In. Bye. <laughs>